Ah, and we're, we're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Today we have Dr. Aaron drawing boundaries for us. Hey. <laughs> like I said, I was really excited. I was really excited when kind of when we connected because because I think one, I think it's it's boundaries is a is a, is a, is one of those words, right? That people throw out a lot too. Don't understand that well, but they know it's something they have to do or they use it in the wrong way, right? It's like I'm drawing boundaries. It's like, no, I kind of being a jerk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, so yeah. I would love to kind of get one. We'll start. We'll start at the beginning. Kind of explain people who you are, how you got in this field. Um, you know, how, how what your journey has been so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am Aaron, or Dr. Aaron, as um, I'm called on Instagram. My Instagram is Everyday Boundaries, and so um, I am a life coach, a boundaries coach, um, but my other life, I'm also a professor and counselor in higher education. So I've got those combination combinations of things. Um, I'm a little bit of a unicorn, if I'm being honest, humbly, if I may say, um, <laughs> I also have certifications as a health coach, a job and career transitions coach. So I've, I've done all these different things and it, it kind of, you'll see it play out in how I work with people. And, you know, if you look at my page, you know, I just have this mix of things that I bring into the space. That's good in the sense that, um, you know, you understand people. I think a lot of the times we want somebody to just do one thing, right. And just like, oh, you're a specialist at this or that. But I think it, experience just in general right it's like they say when when you know somebody or the grandma even though she doesn't have a degree or whatever she has life experience or she's done different things at least for me i i i could i've done a ton of different things i mean i've been in politics i've been you know i've worked in uh you know restaurants and it just helps you understand different people's motives and i think that one thing that happens a lot in therapy is people don't feel understood right they don't they don't feel like uh, you don't get me like you know it's like and i it's happened to me you go in and like um I actually have a almost an embarrassing story but i was going in and i had like knee pain right and i was like oh like i i you know i was going to physical therapy because i had to hurt my knee or something and then i was like man i feel like bad about you know my knee i wish it didn't hurt and my therapist was like an amputee or something and i was like oh man (laughs) it was just kind of like man like i I was just waiting for them them to be like yeah must be nice fucker like you know like (laughs) but it was still real to me but you know it's kind of i felt bad being in that position right because it's like well obviously they don't get it like you know (laughs) so that's an extreme but yes you know it's an extreme example one of those moments yeah yeah exactly so for you has that has that obviously has that been a, a, a benefit to like because you have experiences in different in different fields and as a counselor I'm sure you see people from all walks of life especially you know everybody goes into education right yeah for different reasons and yeah counseling in higher education is a little bit different so I'm not a therapist we actually have therapists that that work on our campus yeah. as well. But we do provide social emotional support. I do a lot of personal counseling. I coordinate a special program um, really designed for black student success. It's open to all, but our, our literature, our literature that they're reading, the, you know, the things that we're discussing that are happening in our communities um, are definitely focused from a black perspective. So I do a lot of personal counseling in that role. But speaking of, you know, just knowing things about people, I started in human resources. 
actually. Um, that was my, my yeah. very first job. And I just knew that that was going to be my life. Like I just knew human resources was it. I enjoyed, you know, interviewing people, helping big organizations hire and staff their, their companies. And I had a lot of success there. It was amazing. But at some point, um, I was in the middle of my graduate program. I was studying industrial organizational psychology. I had about six years in the field of human resources. I just had this utter incomplete like value shift. I was single, I was dating my now husband at the time, but you know, I didn't have any responsibility. I was making good money, but it just, I loved what I was doing, but I felt like I was missing something. So I just had this huge hmm. value shift, this huge interest shift. And I got pulled into the field of counseling. It just resonated with me. It was just the right thing. And I literally left my job where I was making good money and I was making not even half of what I was making in my human resources job. I had to call my parents. I, I was like 20 something years old. I had to call my parents for money. Literally, yeah. I was like 75 bucks a month. I was short. But that, that's what it took for me to make this career shift into counseling away from human resources. Hearing is usually... Um change or or those type of, of things they have a bigger impact when it's not necessarily something pushing you but something pulling you right like a, a pull it's like it's it, it's gonna pull you and like push your yeah you're you're pushing back when something's pushing you right there's like but if it's pulling you you just go and that that's what it seems like you know that yeah. it seemed like it just pulled you it pulled me my job that i was at in human resources they went through this was like in 2000 whatever. It was like all that dot-com era. Do you remember that? I was yeah, living yeah, yeah. In, in San Francisco Bay area at the time. So oh, it was all that dot-com stuff. And it started to kind of like die down a little bit. And we had to do some downsizing at the organization that I was with. Oh, and, you were human resources. So, and I was yeah. in human resources and they had one round of layoffs, nothing happened. I was kind of hoping, you know, that it was my turn to shift out. Cause I was really going into counseling at this point, I was leaving this career field. So by the second round of layoffs, I actually, they said they weren't taking any volunteers, but I went into my boss, the vice president. I said, you know what? I know you're not taking volunteers, but I need you to know I'm making a career shift. And there's, if there's somebody else here who is, this is their life's journey to be here. I'd rather they stay than me. You wanted to, to change, right? At that point. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that again, it was that, it was that pull right? I was being pulled in a direction. Were you already doing it or were you just, you just thinking that's what I'd like to do? No, I wasn't already doing it. I was, uh, um, I was working in human resources. So again, I was interviewing people. I was finding out about their, their lives and their backgrounds and trying to really make a good match between that potential employee and the organization. So I guess you could say, you know, interviewing is kind of, there's some, there's some similarities there, but no, I wasn't really doing anything in the field of counseling. It was just a huge leap of faith, again, a huge pay cut, but I just knew in my soul, you know how just something resonates. You're like, I just know. I yeah. just I just knew, I didn't know what I was gonna do with it, where it would lead me, but it felt right. And I knew that I was going to make something. Like well, what was that like? Cause I think, I think a lot of times, sometimes people have that same mindset and then they go in and they're like, oh shit, this isn't what I wanted. So what was that like when you actually made the shift and you were in there, was it like, oh my God, like, this is happening or because sometimes you're also maybe in the wrong environment too, right? Like, this is what I want to do. This is probably not where I should be doing it. Maybe another school or maybe, you know, so what was that like initially? Was that like, oh yeah, this, I made the right choice is exactly what I wanted or? Well, it was tough at first because my first job in counseling was more like 
crisis related and that's heavy. Mm. Yeah. That's heavy to be dealing with crisis stuff. And so I had a, an amazing group of people that I worked with. Um, so I knew that's not, that, that wasn't where I wanted to end up ultimately, but it was valuable experience. So I was just like a sponge, you know, it was heavy, heavy work, but I was new in the field, absorbing everything, learning everything. So it was good. I mean, it was, it was, I was kind of overwhelmed with it all, but it was actually really good. Did you have, did you have anybody that was like kind of guiding you through or what was that in, in like, is, was there anywhere that you would go? Like when you initially started, was there any, anything that overwhelmed you at the, at, at those moments and saying, oh man, like, did I make the right choice? I mean, not having the means to pay my bills. I'm like, yeah. did I, did I make the right move? Cause literally, I mean, I was really doing well for myself. Um, so I relied on my boyfriend at the time who, again, we were in a serious relationship. So I felt comfortable kind of leaning on him when I needed to. Um, so yeah, there were plenty of moments where I'm like, what the, you know, but I'm in it and I'm, I'm an athlete. And so when I put my mind to something, that is what we're doing. That athlete in me, the competitor in me yeah wants I'm not to quitting. see something through yeah, yeah. no that, i mean and i think that that's always that's always a good a good quality to have but sometimes it could be a double-edged sword right because you have to know when to quit too you know you have to know you have to know when those boundaries are there right introduce <laughs> boundaries work right yeah <laughs> so i mean it and it's 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 so tough because I mean I've been in that position before, um, you know, in the sense of I'm happy, I'm doing what I want to do, but is this what I really want to? Is this the right choice? Because financially it's tough, you know, and I'm having to and I'm having to do other things to to you know to continue to do this. I mean, I had friends, I have friends now that still do comedy, been doing comedy for years, and you know they don't tell people, but I because I know them personally, I know they still have a job, like they're not. You know, they tell people I'm a comedian, but I was like, no, I, I also know that you do this and that and you do, you know, side jobs to get by, you know, you, this yeah. isn't, you know, and yes, you're obviously doing it because you want to do it, but you still, you know, you still financially have to figure out a way, you know, yeah, and I, I was fortunate to have, like I said, a couple of people I could lean on, but I've, I've been working since I was 14. And so I was, hey, oh, you beat I me. worked at Burger King. I worked at, um, since I was 15. You beat me. You got me by one year. <laughs> I begged my parents to work. Literally, you know, I wanted to gain experience. And so I, hey, I, I was not afraid to, you know, go to the nearest burger joint or down the street to the mall or whatever, if I had to, you know, yeah. I was going to figure out a way to at least give myself a chance to, to see if this was the right path for me. You know, that's yeah. a big move to make. So I was going to do whatever I needed to do. And like I said, I, I was fortunate to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a safety net, you know, just a you little know that, bit. That caused any any tension between you and your, well, I guess now husband, but then boyfriend? No, it didn't no? because I was there for him. Um, when, you know, when he was, a, I was a year older than him in school. And so okay. I was, and actually while I was in college, I worked in human resources. I worked three days a week. Um, and as soon as I graduated, they hired me full time. So I had a job, um, and I was paying for all my stuff, but I helped him you know, when he needed support. Now, some of the help I provided probably, you know, I had some boundary issues there, if I'm being honest, but um, there were times that, you know, I felt like it was the right thing, it was appropriate. Again, we, we were in a committed longer term relationship at that point, so, um, and we were heading toward marriage, that was the direction we were moving. So I, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel one-sided, I didn't feel really awkward. Um, and again, I had done that 
I had been there for him, had some some times that were a little uneasy for him. Where did that evolve to? I guess if if you're you're saying was that after graduation you were still doing human resources and you and then you went into the counseling or or how what was what's that timeline? Yeah, so I was um, doing I was in human resources. I was in my graduate program. Literally, I had just completed my first year of my graduate program. You know, if I'm being honest, my roommate, Sean, um, she was in the counseling program and I kept looking and the stuff that she was talking about, the stuff that she was reading, I'm just like, I think that's what I want to do. I'm doing industrial organizational psychology, but I still, it's still kind of my interest is there. I'm always reading on stuff. But I think I was looking at her and I was looking at the little community that she was building with her grad program and grad student. and. I think it just kind of pulled me in that direction. So, yeah, I mean, I, so that's kind of when I switched again, I was smack in the middle of a human resources career one year into my grad program and then switched over to the counseling field. And then pretty much right when I graduated, I was able to, to get that. Um, it was part-time. It was actually, why, why did you not go down like the psychology route of like, well, maybe I should become a therapist, you know? that's that's a tough one the the interesting thing about that is i'm actually i'm not a therapist there's there's very distinct differences um but i do a lot of of personal personal counseling in my you know my higher education role um but to be honest with you i am a i'm an introvert i am a feeling 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 person when you talk about like Myers-Briggs personality type I am such a strong feeling person I'm also a highly sensitive person um an HSP and so I thought at that time I thought I didn't know how much I could take again I spent that time in you know that crisis kind of yeah so I didn't know if I could keep a safe enough bubble for myself to be honest to be able to go home and, and, you know, kind of turn off all of the things that I was feeling and experiencing in my day, right? If I was doing that kind of therapy. And so that, that was the main thing. I had a choice. Do I go, you know, marriage and family therapy route or I do, yeah. do more of general counseling? And it was that thing, like, can I create safety for myself? Can I create boundaries for myself so that I can be present and also, you know, go back home and be all the things that I need to be there. And so being able to disconnect. To, yeah. And yeah. I've had to learn how to do that because again, um, I, I've ended up doing so much of that in my career. And that's, you know, part of my journey to boundary work. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's especially kind of it sounds like you're very empathic and then you know you can take you take it in or take it in too much. That's that's one of the reasons I couldn't go into like, you know, like a, being a police officer or being you know, a doctor or paramedic. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like you, you carry it with you, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was, that was that big moment. And again, I, I had to make a decision, right? I was making this switch from industrial organizational psychology to counseling. And I had to make a really quick decision. Do I do counseling or marriage and family therapy? Cause there were a few additional courses I needed to take and a lot of, you know, internship hours if I were going to do that, I kind of had to make a kind of a really rushed decision. And that was, I had, I was learning about my personality type and I had all this information. And at the time I I made the the best decision that I could make. And I, I I do think sometimes like, I wonder, you know, because I'm so interested in um, 
the world of, of marriage and family therapy. And I'm actually, you know, Gottman trained, you know, I, so a lot of the, I, I've kept up in my training, even though as a counselor, we don't have, you know, those same licensing requirements. I, I keep up in the field because you I think- You like to learn, just like to keep up on, on these things. And I, I think that's great, you know, because then you know you could be a resource, right? Even if, hey, I'm Absolutely. not your therapist, but at least I can give you some insight. And, and it's important to understand where people are coming from, what they're experiencing. You know, I need to have that breadth of experience about what's happening in their relationship. I mean, all those things are, are super relevant to what they're experiencing in this very moment, right? We don't exist in these little boxes. We exist in all of these systems. Yeah. So is there anything specific that you, obviously boundaries is, is, is a bit, is a big thing for you, obviously, but is there anything specific that you like or that you, you focus on? Um, I know like Gottman method obviously is, is um, so just so people have um, um, insight on it. It's, it's for marriage, right. And, and relationships and, and communication kind of um, systems for, you know, improving that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so much of that does apply to, I mean, I'm married with a family, right. So some of it's been so valuable in my own life, but you know, some of the concepts and principles are, um, applicable when it comes to conflict right and some of it's just it spills over into other areas of our lives so what's that been like for you personally did um like as far as drawing those boundaries of like i was mentioning earlier like oh like uh before we do all the kind of like when you know these things right how do you i don't know if it's the right word is disconnect but how do you how do you take yourself out of, you know, how do you take your, um, you know, your, your counselor or, you know, Gottman method hat off and put your wife hat on, you know, to, or mom hat on to say, you know, even though I know some of these things that are coming up, well, how am I showing up here? Or, you know, is that, or is that something you struggle with? I don't, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it is something I struggle <sighs> with, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, you know, the very same things that I'm, teaching and coaching other people on are the same areas that I need support in myself. And so part of my work and part of my journey is this is some of this is really high accountability for me, right? To implement the things that I'm teaching to other people. And so it is difficult. My husband and I talk about same thing, you know, he's a men's basketball coach and, you know, there's ups and there's downs, as you very well know, with coaching when you've just had, you know, a practice that didn't feel so good, or you had a game and you got slammed, although their team's pretty good. That doesn't happen very often, <laughs> but you know, what do we do? But you're so a therapist too. You're a guide, right? You need to like be a, like as a, as a coach, you they, they look to you. You're a mentor. You're, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I am doing the work. I am doing the work. I am the product of my own, um, you know, coaching material and, and course material that I'm, I'm teaching others. But yeah, we've had to create, you know, rituals and things. We do different things at different times. I think that's something that people, I really want people to understand is that we find things that work for us and then we get into different stages in our lives or, or phases. We go through the different things. And sometimes we have to try things different. Like that one thing that I was doing to, you know, that felt like self-care, right? That one thing that I was doing to take care of myself, it's actually kind of not working for me right now. Like I need to look at something different. So my husband and I sometimes will create rituals when we come into the house, you know, he touches this, um, this picture that we have, and that's just kind of a mental shift. I've left this environment. Um, he calls it the lion's den, right? Trying to coach young men, you know, college men. Yeah. Now yeah. I've entered into a space where I can be soft. 
difference with my wife. And so we, we do, we work on different things and we have conversations all the time about, about this, right? How am I showing up in the space? So that's the challenge I think of working with somebody, being married to somebody who is yeah. any kind of mental health. Um, I have to find that balance myself because I'm always talking about, you know, things that I'm learning, things that I'm experiencing. He loves listening to it. He's on his own boundaries journey because I've been on my own journey. So it's been good. We've been yeah, and it's good that it goes like that, right? And obviously there, you guys have a good communication and he's seeing the value in what you're doing. Um, I always hear the things of like, whenever there's like an addict or like a codependent, when the other, you know, when the enabler kind of starts taking care of themselves, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, like doing well over there and maybe I should kind of get my stuff together. And it's not like, you know, direct correlation, but you just notice that, Hey, they're, they're thriving and they don't, they're not, they're folk, their only focus isn't me anymore. You know what I mean? So by default, you just kind of, well, maybe I should start taking care of myself or, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That oh. absolutely happened. Yeah. What came up for me? I don't know why, when you said it kept touching the picture, I was thinking of like, a, I don't know if you ever watched like Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they come out and they oh, was, yeah. they, they was like a tree stump or something, wasn't it? It was like a right yes. the, yeah, and it everybody like, had to touch it. Everybody. Yes, and now I'm picturing, you know, somebody that they wanted to get off the stage. They would. What was that like a? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, was kind of like that. Uh, they would basically. I mean, it was rough. I guess that show. No, was those rough. were those were the good old days. I miss I miss that kind of you know television and Showtime and I miss that kind of stuff. Well, I think it's like some of it's now because now you have so many choices coming at you right and before yeah. it was like that's what's on and like yeah, you had, everybody was tuned in <laughs> yeah and you had to watch everybody and then you that's why you became a critic right like no get off get off you're boring yeah. you're whack or you know, you're like and now there's so much reality television and i have to say it's a problem because some of it i watch and there's so much boundaries material on these shows like watching the dynamics of friendships and stuff like yeah. that watching <gasps> you know, the conflict they But isn't that what they want? They want there not to be boundaries. They want boundaries to be broken. They want the drama, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're mixing it all up. They know exactly what they're doing. Pour yeah. in the water, stir. It's barely, it's barely reality. It's, you know, oh, yeah. looks more real because of terrible actors and, you know. Right, say, say this when you get into that room. I don't know how real that is, right? <laughs> but, it, and people don't, you know, like, I don't know, most people don't like to, I always say like a, it it sucks, but like everybody, especially coming from like entertainment, everybody always like to say like instead of saying you know what like uh, let's say like Michael Jackson man he was amazing you know or something like that people will prefer to say like you know people feel cooler or like more weight on to say like yeah I saw him once meh not that great you know what I mean like they prefer, instead of saying no he's better than people say he was like he was or whatever you know. Cause that's, that's what I would, especially in comedy. Cause it's a lot of failure. It's a lot of like testing yeah. material and people would like that. They, they felt it, it was weird. It's, it's a weird, I always tell people like, if you go up to like a girl or something and you go, Hey, I think you're beautiful. My friend over there says you're hideous, but I think you're beautiful. She's going to be like, what's your problem? Like, you know, like <laughs> the guy who says she's hideous, right? She's going to focus on that. Absolutely. That's, I think that sucks. You know, like we don't, we don't want, we, we try to, we try to. I guess, validate ourselves, right? To the wrong people, you know? Exactly. The people yeah. that accept us and the people. So I, I guess, what is, um, I guess going into like the boundary side of it, what, what is, what is your, I guess, your all encompassing or what, I guess, what, what would you say about 
boundaries and their importance and, you know, and how, how people can, I, I guess, I guess a one one on boundaries and then we can go from there, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> if you don't mind, I'm going to start with just kind of sharing a little bit of my journey, like yeah, how yeah. I came to this space. So when I think about it, I have a few different pivotal moments. I feel like that led me to this work, but I'll, let me go back even further. Um, I grew up in a household with addiction, um, a gambling addict, actually. And it's hard sometimes, you know, when we're, my, my parents are lovely, lovely people, but that was an impact. That was impactful for me to grow up in that way. And, you know, I also feel like um, there were some other needs, you know, my other siblings had other needs going on. And so I just felt like I had to be okay. Nobody told me that, right? But I felt like my needs didn't matter. And even if I had them, that nobody would listen. And I also felt like I couldn't put anything else on my mom because she was navigating my dad's addiction, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was just super hyper aware, again, highly sensitive, always have been, even from the age of three. So I just knew in my brain, like, I've got to be okay, right? So I've just grown, I've, so since then, I've had this life of, I'm fine, I'm fine. Let me do for you. Let me make sure everything's good around me. Yeah. It's and, like you enter uh, a room and you become the person you need to be for that room. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of keep things kind of calm in my house. And so that served me. That's what I needed to do. I felt like, you know, growing then, up in that right in that time that served you. Yeah. In that context. Right. Yeah. But now you take that little girl and you put her, you know, in her thirties and forties and you put her in her career and with her family and, you know, it's, um, it's exhausting to show up that way. It is utterly exhausting to show up that way. So I carried a lot of those people-pleasing traits into my adult life. And if I could just tell you, Ed, how many, um, I would rather be uncomfortable, completely uncomfortable. I would rather be pissed off. I would rather be resentful. I would rather be sad than to make you upset. And I can't tell you how many boys I kissed, how many frogs, how many situations that I found myself in because I didn't want to disappoint someone else. I had a fear of disconnecting from people. And I remember there was a guy on the football team that I was dating and I mean, he was cool and everything. He was attractive, but I just, you know, I was inexperienced and I wasn't ready for all of that. You know, I just wasn't, I was kind of like, okay, let me just try this dating thing out. And I remember, you know, being with him and he was like kissing me and all this stuff. And I just, I didn't know how to say no. You know, I didn't know yeah. that I could say no. And I know that sounds ridiculous. It's like, just say no. But it's not like I felt threatened by him. You know, he wasn't physically going to harm me. I did not have the ability to say no. And I found myself in you know situations like that, you know, dating people, I just going on dates that I didn't want to go on because I, I just wouldn't say no. I was, I was a people pleaser completely. So again, carry that into my adult life. And there's a few pivotal moments that I feel like got me on this journey to boundaries. And the first one was, I didn't grow up with this term, by the way. Did you? What boundaries is what you're? Yeah. Uh, no. Did you grow up knowing what boundaries were? No, just in like video games <laughs> or sports. I, yeah, yeah. Go out of bounds. I mean, yeah, I yeah, exactly. I didn't grow up with this stuff. So I've really only been using the language of boundaries probably the last four or five years. No, me. and my 
parent, my dad had zero fucking boundaries. It was like, he needed to know everything and, you know, it's, it's him first and it's my house and you, you know, yes. Yeah. There's no I, boundaries. Hey, I feel you on that. I grew up <laughs> very similar. Hey, this is, this is what it is. I don't care what you want. You why? Know? Because I'm your fucking dad. That's why. I'm your dad. Don't ask any more questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I remember at one of my jobs, um, there were a couple of women that didn't like me. We had a falling out about, we had a disagreement about something and there was a couple of women that didn't like me. And I just thought, you know, again, a people pleaser who's, when things are disrupted like that, you know, when I lose connection with somebody, those were really difficult things for me. And I had to work with these women, you know, and see them all the time. And so I had to figure out pretty quickly that like either I'm going to keep giving all of my energy into what these women are doing, or I'm going to draw into myself. And um, a friend of mine, uh, Luis, actually, he's Brenda Rudy's, we're all good friends. We work together. He gave me a book, um, The Four Agreements. Were you just talking about that? Yeah, I posted it. Yeah, I posted it on uh, Sunday. So I want to do this new thing where I'm trying to post like book recommendations. Um, but it's usually whenever somebody reaches out, I just had a friend reach out to me too. They were like, Hey, like I'm kind of looking to go down that path, anything that, and I'm like, most every time I tell everybody start here, start with this one. It's simple. It's a, you know, it's a short read, but it's very powerful and it'll, it'll at least get you going, you know? So that's a boundaries book right there. The yeah. four agreements. It's the first boundaries book that I remember reading. Again, it doesn't talk about, I don't think it mentions the word boundaries at all. No. But it's about, you know, just us kind of being the, separate. Don't ourselves. take things personal. Yeah. Yes. It's not Having about you. our own internal boundaries. And hey, I know where to draw the line. I know where I begin and I know where I end. And I know that stuff that's going on is actually no longer even about me. Right. So I'm so grateful for the friend who introduced me to that book. And it just allowed me to, to start to grow in that area where I wasn't giving all of my power to these women. Yeah. I, I think it, it's, I think those books are great and the content's great, but I think you also, you have to be in that state, right? You have to yeah. be in a, either in a state of like, I want to change this because yeah. I've given, I've given great books to friends and they're like, yeah, I read it. I'm like, the, so you just went it through was it. Life changing yeah. For me. I got it. Yeah. There was some good, there were some good points. And I'm like, nothing. I'm like, all right, I guess. I mean, you know, and that's where I'm like, Oh, did it change your life. And I'm like, okay, I have to like, that's another boundary. All right. Hey, cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know? Yes. Because to me, I'm like, oh, there's so much gold in there. And they're just like, nah, yeah, hey, I read it. It was good. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay. You know? I think that kind of stuff is all about, um, you know, even like counseling, therapy, those kinds of things. you got to be ready for it, right? Yeah. And when I go back and I read the four agreements now, because I teach it in my college class that I teach, um, it just, it means something different depending on the context, like what's happening with me right now. So it's one of those that I keep going back to, right? Over yeah. and over and over again. So yeah, you have to want that. Um, sure, it could be kind of, yeah, that was cool. But if you're going through something that, and, and that's relevant to that book, it will absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, and especially, and I, I mentioned to you before we jumped on kind of like my family's background, like a lot of shit talking, a lot of cynicism, you know, just, with you know cousins and everything and so when something like that comes up it always 
initially what would come up for me was like, ah, this is bullshit. You know, like, ah, yeah, don't take, yeah, of course, I'm not taking it personal, but Found that easy. felt personal. Fuck that guy. Like it was, you know what I mean? It was like, yes, I get what you're saying, but you know, I was always trying to like look for a, a way out instead of just kind of accepting it. And another thing I, I talk, you know, uh, you know, I've explored is some of these simplest concepts are the hardest, you know, be patient, you know, don't take it personal. Like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's so simple. Right. But it's some of the hardest to implement or, you know, it's, it's so, and I, I appreciate the simplicity of it because it allows me to remember it, Yeah. but actually putting it into practice, um, I've got years and years and years of being Aaron, right? And doing things the way that I do. So it's a lot to break that conditioning and those habits and those thoughts and, um, you know, into this. And even to know that I have this new reality where my needs are okay. I, I was convinced that my needs were not valid, you know? And I, that was something that I, um, you know, uh, just understood to be because of the environment that I grew up in. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the book is great and these practices and principles are great, but it takes a long time to undo for many of us decades and decades. Of yeah. <laughs> Have you read um, Brene Brown? I've read a couple. Of uh, what the, one of the good ones that was referred to me that I, and then I've had a couple copies. I've given them to a few people. Is uh, the gifts of imperfection? I don't think I've read that. Yeah, that one's really it's really good. It digs into a lot of like shame and 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 stuff like that. Like basically, you know, you feeling bad about what you got going on, and then kind of saying, "Oh, well, everybody's watching, or I'm going to do this, or I fucked up, and now I'm worthless." And you know, so yeah. it's it's kind of it, it digs in, in, into a lot of that stuff. What what I was going to ask was, do you think? Within any of that, like you were saying, you know, this guy's kissing you or, you know, you building a connection. I may be wrong, but it, was there any fear of intimacy there as well? Or do you think it was the opposite? I'm just because. No, don't, no, I don't think there was fear of intimacy. It was just um, the like pattern. Didn't that feel I was right in. or. No, it was, it was the pattern that I was in of, of people pleasing. You know, it was. Um, it's just, I wanted to move at a slower pace. So I, I could have gotten there, you know, I just, I wanted to move at a slower pace just based on like who I am and the values that I had at that time. Right. Yeah. And so it had nothing to do with that. Like, it's not that I was, there was fear of intimacy or the person wasn't attractive enough. It's just, I took things slow. That's how I was. And so well, you couldn't say, Hey, let's slow down. I like you, no. but I, I want to slow down. Yeah. So you know. even just, you know, this particular situation was, it was kissing. Right. But I, at, when I left, I actually had two situations I'm thinking about now that were like that specifically. And when I left, I was just like, Ugh. and it wasn't about the person. It was just about me not being able to say no, not being able to, you know, um, it's tough. That kind of confrontation, that's confrontation, right? It's, yeah. it's tough. And I was, I was young at the time, but even still, you know, um, as a, he's as not gonna a like me if I say no or you know I want to be or if this particular person was on the football team and so I had a lot of friendships with people on the football team and I thought to myself that there goes all of my friendships like what am I gonna do if I say no to this person um so I've had all this unconscious stuff going on I don't think it was all that conscious at the time I just didn't feel like I had the ability to um say no and again as an adult that looked like 
Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, you need help with that? Sure. You need my support? Sure. Yeah, I can do that extra project, even though my pile is, you know, stacked yeah. up to the ceiling, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think in, in that Brene Brown book, too, she also talks about how she reached out to like a good friend or something when she was writing the book and was saying, hey, can you, I don't know if it was like, can you look this over or can you, you know, can you put it on somebody's desk or something? And I don't know, something, I think it was, it was like a favor. And they were like, oh, you know, no, I can't, you know, and, and, and she was just kind of like floored by, she was like, at first it was like, oh man, I can't believe you said no. But then it was more like, I hate the fact that he could say no. And it wasn't from a bad place where right? I was just like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm sorry. You know, it's, just, or it's not something I, I'm, I'm in my, I can do right now, you know, and, and to her, it was like, she thought it was going to be automatic, right? Because if it was the other way around, she would say yes, yeah. you know, and it's just, you don't, even though you would, doesn't mean that they should say yes to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the hard part too. I think people who, um, again, I'm kind of talking about people pleasers specifically when it comes to, you know, challenges and boundaries, but we give so much and we can anticipate people's needs very easily. And so that can leave us in a place where we're constantly hurt, right? We are constantly just feeling heartbroken because we're giving so much and why doesn't anybody give that to me? You know? Um, yeah. There's just that expectation that, you know, um, people have the same kind of heart that I have. And yeah. And uh, what was that like as far as, as far as expectations too, because like, do, did you feel you were doing things with an expectation? No, actually no? I wasn't. I wasn't, but there were plenty of moments, again, as a people pleaser, there were plenty of moments where I did feel sorry for myself. And I wondered why, even as an adult married to my husband, you know, um, I would cry sometimes thinking about some of the relationships that I had and, you know, why was I going through this? Like, I am, I just felt like such a victim, you know, like I am, this, this is happening to I'm me. I'm a good I, person. I'm a good person. Yes. Why is this shit happening to me? I'm my heart is gold. What is wrong with all of y'all? Right? <laughs> y'all fucking I, up. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with all of you people? Why are, why are you all mean? I'm like mm. the kindest person in the world. What's that? What's, what's your problem? You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a hard, that was kind of hard to work through. And again, that was, I had to go through all of that to get to this place, you know, and this place, let me be clear, this place is boundary work will always be part of my journey. It'll always be something that I have to be really intentional about yeah. Um, yeah. because I can quickly, um, again, I've got decades of being, you know, and being operating in a certain way. And so this is always going to have to be something I'm, I'm conscious about. And there's probably other people out there who, who feel the same, you know, like it, this kind of work is not one and done or it's not for me. You know, it's, um, it's, it's a lifelong engagement process, but you can learn the tools. Yeah. And yeah. They're there for you. Yeah. I think, I think when people hear stuff like that though, it, it, for lack of a better term, it turns them off. Right. They're like, I'll just keep doing my thing because if I do that, I'm still going to have to, you know, like, I'll just figure it out. It's like, especially in like from a relationship standpoint, right. They don't, like you said, it's, well, that's them that, you know, that's not my person or that's not, you know what I mean? Like they're going to like, it's just not the right fit. That's, that was the problem. Yeah. I need yeah. to go and find that right fit, you know, and just keep trying to find the, the, the right fit. But just like anything, I mean, 
you're sitting here years later, right? After, you know, being boyfriend and girlfriend and marriage, and you're still kind of, like you said, working it out and having, you know, you know, conversations with your husband about how things evolve and how people change. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, that's my person. Like, we're just gonna, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my person. Yeah, I I definitely had had those thoughts. But I'll say, um, Ed, in response to what you're saying, you're right. I think it can be um, a turnoff to think, I'm always going to have to think about this. I don't know. You might. For me, again, um, codependency is part of my journey. People pleasing is part of my journey. I'm a highly sensitive person. So this will be something that I have to think about. Now, it is a million times easier. You know, I don't sit with guilt quite as often. But for me, I'm going to use myself. I I have to choose. Do I want the anger? And the resentment that comes from me just being quiet, taking it, doing it all, being overwhelmed, um, just literally having no energy for anything, not even to enjoy my own life, or am I up for the, for the courageous work of boundaries? It is, it is, it's a trade-off for me. And I know what resentment feels like. I know what anger feels like. I can do that pretty well, but I can... I'd I'd rather kind of just deal with a little bit of guilt and it, it starts to wane the the longer you get into this work. Um, So it's like, I have to choose, right? Neither of them are Before it took you a month to figure it out or, you know, six months. Now it's like, it takes me half a day or something. I'm like, okay, I I should have spoken up or. And then the self-esteem building. That's, I think what, what needs to be mentioned here. Like, I like who I'm showing up as. And it's not that I didn't like the other person. Um, there's just, it's so empowering to, to and authentic. Like I wanted to say no to a lot of things that I said yes to. That doesn't yeah. feel great to go home and know you were just like, you said yes to a bunch of people and you're like, Shh, right? I just said yes and I meant no. Um, so it's just so, it's, it's esteem building and empowering to, um, to just walk in my authenticity, in my integrity, that I wouldn't trade that for anything. And that's yeah. been a beautiful benefit of doing this boundaries work. So boundaries are our personal limits, right? These are the things that let other people know what's okay for us and what's not okay for us. They let people know what our limits are, our capacity is. Um, it helps kind of draw a line between where I start and end and where you start and end, right? Yeah. There's, there's, that, there's that invisible kind of boundary. And sometimes I have to, um, what I encourage people to do is to, um, you know, sometimes literally picture that line and, you know, here, take responsibility for what's on this side. And that person takes responsibility for what's on, on their side, on the other, on the other end of the line, right? Because a lot of times people pleasers, people with, boundary challenges we are we caretake we do things for others you know and so it's helpful just to kind of remember there's a line here and that line goes with me wherever I go and I have to ask myself is this is this whose is this is this for me is that for them like where is is there a boundary here like I'm just constantly asking myself yeah (laughs) I mean it's just so hard you know it's so hard for you to kind of put yourself in those in those in the position of uh at least for me like I 
I feel, I feel bad. Right. I feel bad that I, that I said no, or that I, you know, I, I couldn't, and I was like, well, you know, I could have helped them, you know, or I, I could have, you know, I'll find a way. And, you know, I, like, like usually if I get invited somewhere, I'm like, I want to, you know, ah, oh, they invited me. Like, you know, they, they went out of their way, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I want to be, you know, but I'm like, shit, yeah. it's gonna be hard for me to go, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, um, that is true. That's the guilt that comes up for us, right? Um, there's a whole guilt, fear, a bunch of stuff comes up for, for us. Those are the challenges that we face when we're setting boundaries. Um, but you know, boundary work is it's serious work, right? It's us yeah. being in, in, in tune with, with our values, in tune with, what, with what's important to us, in tune with our capacity, and a lot of self-awareness. Absolutely. And then when you have that self-awareness and you can check in and say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, and then compassionately and kindly express that boundary. You know, it doesn't have to be a, no, I'm out. Right. Yeah. There's a way that we can also be compassionate. Now I can't control the way the other, the other person feels when they hear my no. Right. But I can try, do my part to take care of making sure that my no is in a way it's expressed in a way that's in alignment with who I am. That's the best that I can do, right? Is just try to make sure I'm operating from my value system. And if my no isn't accepted, the people who love me, they want to see me win. They want to see me well. They wanna see me well. And if I'm telling you I'm at capacity, I'm gonna need you to tune in and listen to that. And people who love us, they'll be there. It might yeah, take- Yeah, you're gonna get those people that only want certain things, right? They, they they know what they're doing, you know? So I always tell people, it's like, they know that they're taking a little bit more and you're allowing them because you set that boundary, you know? Yeah. Boundaries are, they can be like a filter, right? They filter out people who are trying to just take, 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 and it's not going to be a reciprocal relationship. Um, people who can't accept your, your no, um, your boundaries work will filter out those people. That's kind of scary to think about. Yeah, some people get really scared. Like I, I, had, I mean, I had a friend who, like, she's basically was like, I always have to drive my friends, you know. And I'm like, well, kind of let them know you don't want to drive, or just you don't have to make it so clear. Like, hey, I'm tired of driving you, you know. It, but like the next time, like, hey, you know, I don't really feel like driving here. You know, she's like, but then they're not going to hang out with me. Mm. You know, I was like, do you really think they're just hanging out with you because you're driving? And I was like, and if they are, <laughs> then you probably don't want to hang out with them. But that's a terrible exactly. feeling, right? Because then you're like, man, like they don't really want to hang out with me. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's that's a tough thing. Um, At some point, as the more you engage in this work, at some point, you become really important to yourself, right? Not more important, but you become important too. And so um, it's just, it really is a a mindset shift. And again, those people who are for us, they're going to stay with us, right? I would rather know now that you are not going to be part of my journey next week. I'd rather know that right now. Um, and I'm going to get support from the folks that I know who love me um, while I'm doing this hard work of boundaries. But I will say, Ed, that nine times out of 10, the fears that we have about setting boundaries, they don't actually play out like that. Nine times out of 10, our boundaries are accepted. Now, are they respected all the time? That's a whole nother thing. Um, family's a whole nother issue. Right. But most often um, it doesn't it's not quite as bad as we think it's going to be. 
Yeah. And then, then that's, you know, it's the catastrophizing, it's the fear, it's the, you know, getting like, Oh, if I say this, then it's going to say, and you're just overthinking of what might happen and what, you know, then I'm not going to have friends. And then I'm like, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's, it's, it's not the, the right people, right. To, to yeah. have in your life, but there's, I, I mean, I guess that, that would be a good question. I guess just for your journey, was there that kind of initial, you know, period where you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm aware, I'm going to start doing this. And then you kind of, you're like, oh shit, I'm like pissing people off or I'm like, you know what I mean? Or, you know, for lack of a better term, there's people that are like, oh, well, you used to always do it before, you know, or, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. Um, when I was in college, I actually, again, I wasn't, I didn't think about boundaries at that time, but I, I needed to make a shift in my life. The what I was doing and who I was hanging out with, out with, it just was not the business. Like it was not going to get me where I needed to go. Right. So was I it fun? You know, it was fun. I, that's, that's the problem, right? That's, that's it was fun. Yeah. But I ran track and I had a bigger vision and I don't yeah, like, yeah. It's, that's what, it. yeah. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's kind of what sometimes I'm like, man, cause I, I talked about it with somebody else. Is like, they were good friends. They were cool. They were fun. Yeah. They weren't bad people, but I, yeah. you know, you felt, you yeah. feel worse instead of like, man, she was disrespectful to me. I'm done with her. You know, like, she, you know, yeah. that's different. So sorry, go ahead. So you, you were no, you know, okay. having a good time and I was having a great time. <laughs> I mean, a great time. Um, I was also trying to run track and trying to see if I can get a scholarship and all that stuff. And so um, those, none of those people were bad people. I just really needed to make a shift because I did not have the capacity to do all of that and also be productive. So I literally just stopped showing up to that space, found a different place to park on campus. I traveled a different <laughs> way to my class. I mean, I really had to create a new environment for myself to be successful. So um, yeah, that was tough because all of the, those, oh, I'm she's fake. She left us. She won't hang out with us no more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, a few people um, later on, they were very validating and understood. In fact, one person said, he said, I don't, you don't belong here. And what he <laughs> meant by that here. was we were, we were acting up. We were acting a hot mess over yeah. like that in the cafeteria and all that stuff. And he was just like, I just, I see you over there doing that, but I don't think you're like that. And he's, he's still somebody that I, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with every once in a while. But yeah, um, yeah. and he's right. I was just like, kind of living it up for the moment but it they really see your potential this. right they're like yeah, you know I and it, it's that. sad because sometimes they're like i belong here but you don't we're like wait why I know. can't we both not belong here you know and at first to... i was like oh no 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 i just want to fit in no no no, no don't yeah, do that yeah I, yeah I just fit in. But yeah I, I understood what he meant later he gave more context to it but i'm get out of here you don't belong that. here <laughs> yeah, i want nothing more than to fit in what do you mean i don't belong here yeah you know? that's kind of the the, the basis of of you know of the podcast right is because it's a it's you don't want to be weird you don't want to be the weirdo you know and then but then we're all the whole thing is we're all weirdos you know and just be yourself be authentic which is another very simple concept right hey just be yourself oh yeah like you know but it's it's hard right I'm still you know weird in all the right ways um with my boundaries, I'm so much cooler now because my yes is my yes is my yes. It's not a yes that's actually a no. So when I'm showing up and I'm saying yes to people, it's a full body yes. I've gone through my little scan real quick. And and if I, you know, I, I remember a few years ago, um, my husband 
this is this was a pivotal moment in my in one of my journey. I knew I had come so far in my boundaries journey. My I was just going through something and my birthday was coming up and we always made a big thing. It's my birthday month. Actually, next month is my birthday. So October is my okay. birthday. So, you know, I was telling him, you know, again, I was going through something. I'm like, I don't want to do anything for my birthday. Oh. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> did it. I really did it. And, you know, we, I've been with him literally half of my life, right? I'm in my 40s and he's like, okay, I'm not making that mistake, right? I'm not going to make sure that there's, I have to make sure there's something going on for her birthday. I'm not going to fall into that trap where I have yeah. nothing because she's pissed, right? Because that's happened before too. But so he, after telling him repeatedly, I don't, I don't want to do anything this year. I think I really just want to relax. Like I needed that recharge. He reached out to some of my girlfriends and arranged a surprise get together and so after me telling him I don't want to do anything again he's like I think she's just going through something I really think she wants to see them so somehow I caught wind I think at the last minute because I was still kind of dragging around he had to tell me what was going on you know I reached out to your friends they're all prepared to meet you and I reached out to every one of those girls that I love I have to tell you I I really don't want to do anything for my birthday so they were all preparing to go out and meet me and I knew I had come a long way in my journey because I said yes to myself. I really didn't, I didn't have it in me that particular day to do anything. And I thank them so very much for wanting to be there for me. But I, I, and they, they also respected me. They respected that decision. And those are, those are going to be my lifelong friends. And I know that because they were okay with my no. Even though it was an inconvenience to them, they were okay with my no. I want those girls on my journey for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. unless, unless we're kind of helping you out, right. If you're coming out and saying, Hey, we're giving you some support and you come out, Hey, I needed this type of situation. I definitely have been in those situations where you go out with somebody and you can tell they don't want to be there. And then you're like, what's up, what's going on? And then, you know, but you just, just cheer up, just cheer up. And you're like, I don't want that right now. I don't want people coming at me right now and telling me to cheer up, you know, yeah. I'm going through something or, and I want to go through it. I don't necessarily need to be out of it when I need to yeah. go through it you know? let me feel it let me just feel it for a second and I don't even remember what I was going through but I am a big fan of feeling your feelings don't don't try to snap me out of where I'm where I'm at you know yeah um there's a there's a there's some value in like just kind of sometimes sitting there or even just having an awareness that I'm experiencing this and then you know our feelings are not always you know it's not fact Mm-hmm. But they can give us some guidance, right, on on what my next move might be. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I I play devil's advocate a lot on here, just so just so people can you know can hear the the kind of the rebuttal or or the. But do you, have you ever had any experience or with like uh, people that are like emotional addicts, or kind of like that? Like I'm just trying to feel this. I'm trying, and they're just trying to look for things to feel or or problems to like. Oh, it's because this and that. Like. I have friends that'll talk about it's because my cousin from Wisconsin, she's going through this. And I'm like, I mean, that sucks. But does that really affect your day to day? Like, you know, it's like they're just trying to find things to to feel right. Instead of like, today's good. I'm good. I'm solid. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think people um, there's a there's some need there. Right. If, you know, people who are constantly feeling like that, there's something happening there for them. That's very real. I don't know yeah. what that thing is, but um, you know, I wouldn't want to dismiss that person's experience yeah. because there's some reason they're showing up that way. There's some yes. some need that they have. But yeah, I mean, certainly there are people who are, um, you know, 
just either highly sensitive or, you know, I, there's there's a whole bunch of different I, things. I, I know I've been especially like like I told you like I dig into a lot of this stuff and there was a point where I was I was like see I was going to therapists and I was talking to therapists that kind of just for the sake of it like you know like I'm trying to do research and then I'll read this book and read that book and listen to this podcast and and it felt like I was just it was you know and then somebody was just like I think you need to take a little bit of a healing break like you need to just not do any of it like you know yeah. like just don't focus on oh well, I'm trying to draw this boundary over here and yeah. it was just like just just chill like you know and don't worry about it you know like you don't need to fix it by next week you know absolutely and most of us who are interested in this kind of thing right we're, we're interested in you know um bettering ourselves or you know just being a better person or having a better relationship or whatever we gotta take breaks from that sometimes yeah. right myself i am so interested in you know all things self-care all things boundaries relationships all so many different things and i literally have to say i have to turn that off but even before i started doing this um we know a lot. We, we, we save all those Instagram posts. We read all the books. Like we, we have a lot of information. Sometimes we just have to say, you know what? I'm going to be my own, just teacher of my own life right now. And let me just turn off any incoming, do not disturb, no more incoming good stuff for me because I have it all. I actually yeah, do. Yeah. It's in me. Let me just actually practice the things that I know. Cause sometimes we get, we're just so overwhelmed. We don't even know where to start. We have so many you know, um, great phrases, quotes, you know, things yeah. Yeah. that we've learned. And sometimes we just have to say, you know what, let me just, let me see if I can just practice the stuff that I've already learned. You, you know? don't get answers from your therapist, right? It's always, you, you know, the answers, right? Everything's kind of within you. And, and, and that's why I think that the boundaries and the self-awareness is, is, is great because you really kind of digging in, like, when I said this, or when you said that, and I didn't say anything, I wanted to say no, and I just just quiet, or I said yes, I felt resentment, I felt this, I felt that, but then it's just that pattern, right? Like you keep doing it, but you know that you know how it makes you feel, you know, and you know you don't like that feeling, right? Yeah. But yeah. something within you, like it's like that programming, like when you were a kid, that you knew that yes, I don't like this feeling, but I have to do this. Yeah, you know, and, and some people, you know literally that's to survive their environment right yeah. they they have to please other people and so it's it's really it can be really 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 challenging work um it, it, is that more kind of are you referring more to like trauma work and like with, yeah, yeah yeah certainly um trauma or just you know again not having your needs met as a child even though and i know that's sometimes tough for people to even talk about when they think of how they may have arrived at you know, this place where they're people pleasing or, or, you know, struggling with boundaries is, um, again, I have like the most wonderful, wonderful parents. And I just mean like, <laughs> like God yeah. put his angels yeah. on this earth, you know, and um, yet there were some needs that I had, you know, that were not met in the way that I needed them to be met. And I think that's hard yeah. for people yeah. to even think about. Like we for those both things to be true. Yeah, it's and, and yeah. there were also these things that were um, challenging for me. And so um, there is, I'll, I'll speak again to my own experience. And I know others share this experience too. There can be a lot of shame when you get to that point where 
you're like having all this awareness, like, oh my God, what have I, what have I done? What have I always been doing? What I'm just like, right. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes just kind of understanding more of your background can be helpful to release that, all of that shame um, that you did what you, 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 you had to survive. You had to get your needs met and that there is another way you can show up in a way that that makes more sense for you now, you know, as in this adult life and in a way that's more aligned with who you want to be, right? Um, so this work is about integrity, Ed. It's integrity work. It's values work. Um, and it is tough work and it is so rewarding and it gets easier. So when I say I'm always going to be, um, you know, engaged in this work, like I'm excited about that. Like, right. I, I walk around armored up, like with love, still loving and still open, but by armored up, I mean, like I've got a tool belt that nobody sees, but me. And I know I can, um, you know, use those resources and those tools to, um, make sure I'm showing up in the way that I want to show up. How has that been for you in the black community? You know, because I know that especially within like Latinos and, and I know that there's a lot of correlation within, you know, the Latino community, the black community of like, we'll talk about that. Like, you know, you, you, know, you don't put your stuff out there. You don't put your business out there. And, you know, you like. You don't put your business out there. In fact, some of this is white people-ish. Yeah. Right? Some yeah. of this. Well, that's what white people stuff. do. White people yeah. go to therapy. You no, know, seriously. Talk about, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard all of that. And it's a struggle. It's something we talk about, um, you know, in my role in higher education, we are, we are few, we're mighty, you know, there, there are so many of us though, right. Doing this work. I mean, that definitely um, is part of what makes you a unicorn, right? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's tough, you know, we talk about, we do, we talk about boundaries. Um, again, I, I work with a bunch of other counselors, right? Some folks are not in, in counseling, but we, we talk about this kind of stuff. And I appreciate having relationships with people that I can talk about. But one of the things we talk about is we don't do enough of this in our communities. There's not enough of us to go around. And in fact, there's something I was just talking with somebody about yesterday. There's, you know, they need someone to serve on a committee and literally we're all looking like we are tapped out. You know, we are yeah. on every committee in the, in the, on campus, in the community, wherever trying to help black students, right. Or, or help people in the black community. And so um, that does become a challenging part. And sometimes you do have to say no, because if I don't say no now and I hit that wall and then I'm like just burned out or in the hospital or whatever the case may be. Um, but what we talk about is kind of, tag teaming, right? And I, I had to do that last year, um, you know, with 2020, we know what 2020 was, right? Um, and I was going through my own experience as a black woman of feeling fearful and powerless and um, also having to be there and provide support to the folks that I work with, right? The students in my program provide counseling support and teach, teach on, you know, life skills, all while I'm going through my own process of trying to make sense of yeah. what is going on in this world. And that was difficult. And I remember at one point, um, you know, and I was speaking at different places, giving my perspective, I was asked to share, 
you know, give some context and, and hope, you know, to people based on what was happening. And I, I remember at one point having a conversation with one of my colleagues, like I need to sit, I need to sit the next couple out. And so that's kind of what we've done is take care of ourselves. That was my way of setting a boundary. Boundaries in the context of community, Ed, that's not easy. My community needs me. My family needs me, right? So boundaries in the context of our communities, that is not easy work. But what I can do, what I've learned to do is I'm going to pitch in and I'm going to do because my heart's there. I want to do. But I also know that it's okay for me to say, you know what, I'm going to take a time out on these next two. I'm going to pick back up on the third one. And if we all do that, we can kind of keep ourselves balanced or whatever that looks like. But that's that's kind of the inner, the dialogue that we have with each other. Let me sit the next couple out because I need to kind of recoup myself. Um, I've been out on the scene a lot, having a lot of conversations. And um, so I appreciate being able to have that dialogue with my colleagues, but we had to collectively kind of talk about how are we going to do this? Because there's a whole lot of stuff going on. People want to talk to us. They want to hear our perspective on, you know, um, what are we doing? Too. They're looking for you to yeah. have it together. And you're like, shit, I don't have, I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm having a yeah. process. I, I don't even have the words to figure out how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think obviously the pandemic has been, you know, a, a journey for, for everybody in, in general, right? And, and a learning process, you know, with that, I, what another thing that came up that I was thinking was also sometimes when you're, you know, you're worried about the rent or worried about some of these bigger issues, you don't, you don't necessarily have the luxury, right? To, to like, to just say, hey, I, you know, I need a day off or, you know, yeah. I, I'm a little anxious. Let me, let me just, let me just relax, you know, let That's... me you know, and then that, that's, you kind of have to figure it out and keep going. And I think that it ends up adding up, right? Like in some of those people's lives and it ends up the way that I always tell people, it ends up manifesting in, in different ways, right? Then now you get migraines. Now you get, you know, or you got something else that's going on. You got stomach problems. You got a, you know, you have GERD, you have, it ends up finding a way to, yeah. to get out and that, that, they, or they say like that dis-ease, right? It ends up manifesting yes. in another way instead of, you know, what you really want to do is just kind of just talk and just, just you know, rid yourself of, of this burden that you have, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot of times there's very, very, very small things that we can, small things make a big impact sometimes, right? Just small shifts in our lives. Because it's true, like most of us don't have the luxury of taking a mental health day or, you know, um, like we've got to be there for all things or we, we feel like we have to be there for all things. And that's where, you know, a whole different level of self-care comes in. Maybe it's, you know, adding five minutes of this in the morning or, you know, trying to shift something about our work so that it feels more manageable. Like that's where our work comes in, where we think, all right, I'm taking on a lot. It's, it's busy right now. Where can I make a, a small adjustment for myself? Um, and usually we can find some, something that's small. So. Yeah. So how, how do you approach, I guess, somebody who maybe isn't, isn't there yet or does, you know what I mean? Like I said, like I said before, it's like, you kind of have to be there for somebody to reach out to somebody like you, they, they have to be at a certain place, right? Either, either at a wit's end or like at a healing place to say, I think this would benefit me. 
you know? Yeah, I think people get here in different ways. Some people just are kind of reflective and they're like, I think it's time I, you know, look at some different ways of being and, you know, the cycle of communication that I've been in, it's not effective. Like I need to figure out, I just keep putting up with the same stuff. I've got to figure something out. Other people arrive at this by crisis. You know, there's a major moment they were, you know, somebody cheated on them or they gave them another chance. And, you know, um, people come here different ways. And so, but you do have to be, um, you know, the boundaries aren't going to set themselves. Right. So there, there does have to be um, some readiness there. And um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people right now are really interested in this work because we are, we are so hyper-connected to everything and everyone in a way that, you know, you and I were around in a day where people, I remember when the beepers came out, you know, (laughs) Um, and I remember, you know, like cell phones and all that stuff. And so we weren't connected in the same. Not, yeah, not definitely not in the same, in the same way. And the, you know, I was actually, I have a, um, I have an episode with my buddy that, um, it's actually coming out after yours, but it's, um, basically we we're talking about kind of how, like now it's so like my, my, my friend's dad courted her mom by like, cause she knew she went to the bus stop, you know? So he was like, I got to go to the bus stop and I got to find her, you know, like, cause, you know, to create that opportunity for me to talk to her. Nowadays, if I go to that bus stop, I'm the creepiest guy in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, like, wh- like it, I, it, I've, I've had people say like certain, like, uh, like say if I was like, uh, cause I lived in like North Park. So sometimes I'd say like a friend or a post and I'm like, oh, like my friend's at, you know, this bar, like right next door. And so now I'm just go over there, you know, and then, oh my God, what a stalker. I'm like, what do you mean stalker? You put it on a social media platform. <laughs> like I knew that you were here. It's like a buddy or something, you know? And, and I'm like, now those things are, they, they, they feel so different, right? When like back in the day, you'd have to call somebody's house, you know, and yes. talk to their parent and, and, you know, now you can just send them a direct message on Instagram or something direct, you know, you don't yes. have to go through, which I think it, it it's tearing down some of those character building things, right? Of like, you know, having to interact with people um, yeah. in the same way with like having to draw those boundaries of like, I need to talk to you because you did something wrong or this isn't working out. No, now you just completely disconnect and you just block them, you get rid of them or whatever it may be. And it and it's taking away all that character building, I, you know, for lack of a better term. Or I don't know if you have a be- another insight on that, you know. Well, I, when you were just talking about this, I was, I was again thinking about how connected we are and, and how intentional I have to be on disconnecting from all of that, right? So there are certain times of the day, not every day, but I, you know, I put do not disturb on my, my phone, you know, and yeah, um, yeah and certain times of the day where I'm like, I'm, I'm just not going to get on social media. I'm not going to connect to email. I'm going to just trying to stay focused on one thing when we have a million different things that we can get into. Like, you know, we might be having a conversation and then checking our phone at the same time, you know? Um, So um, yeah, it's just, I find myself needing to disconnect. And, and I think one of the challenges we have too is my, my husband and I actually have boundaries with the phone. You know, there's, we've, we've, had arguments, like started an argument on text message, you know, um, and, and 
it's just, that's a rough way to go. It's so, they're so easy. It's so easy to have miscommunication there. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Work and I'm fuming. And so um, sometimes we'll start some communication, but we know that text messaging is not the place for, for that kind of communication because we end up spinning around and, you know, creating all these other things. Cause I'm trying to infer the tone, like what he's really trying to say, like, here's the text, but like, what is he really trying to say? And why did he say that? Right. So we, we do set some boundaries with our, um, like what communication looks like for us on the phone and that we know that the telephone isn't the communication. Like you might invite me to communication by way of texting me, but that is not the communication. Um, and again, we don't have limitations in terms of like he can, he can pick up the phone and call me or he comes home, you know, but I, I imagine if text was the only way that we had to communicate, then that might be different. But we, we've just had to set some boundaries around um, phone use. And I think the value that you, you have in, is, is that you're not, you're from a different generation. So I, I, I feel that it's easier for you to disconnect, right? For you to say, oh, yeah. I need to put this down. I need to, because you remember a time. And I think now some of these kids growing up that's what they know you know and that's their reality and that's you know like i my one of my buddy's nephews was like asking like his cousin to like follow him and he's like you know i need the followers right now i'm like what do you need to follow what what does that even mean like he's like follow my page like you know i need the followers what do you mean you need the followers like and that's your cousin she's sitting right in front of you like you know it's like, go talk to her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, but it's no, it's more about the followers and yeah. I'll hear kids talking and be like, well, he doesn't even get any likes. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's a whole thing. It's like a whole identity of like, who gets yeah. the most likes it's, you know, it's, and they live within that, you know, it is. And I think that, you know, we see all the anxiety and, and different things in, in children now, and there's just so much, so many ways for them to connect. And I'm, I'm kind of grateful to have, um, the opportunity to share, like to remind them that it's okay to disconnect, right? My kids actually, my, my kids are 18, 16, and eight, and none of them have social media. Um, and it wasn't like a hard, hard, fast rule. It was for a while. Um, I just wanted to kind of try to delay that as much yeah. as possible. I mean, people send them stuff, you know, they see stuff, right? Yeah. They just, um, so but they are connected to their phone completely, completely. We, again, we tried to wait as long as we could with all of that stuff, but yeah, there, there's going to come a time where we have that conversation, right? Where they're feeling overwhelmed. Have you tried to disconnect from, yeah. you know, your phone or your computer for a little while? So or like bullying, you know, it's like, it doesn't, like I was saying, I would say before, it's like when you had a bully in fifth period, once you were in sixth period, you're like, at least he's not in my class. You know, now yeah. it's like that bully's texting you. He's posting stuff about you and, yes. you know, it follows you home and it, 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 it doesn't, you can't get away from it, you know? No, it's a whole, it really is a whole new world. It would be tough, you know, for me, knowing all the things that I knew about myself that I now know about myself to, to survive in this, you know. Yeah, would, I'm definitely glad there tougher. wasn't that many cameras and, and witness. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine people capturing some of that stuff? <laughs> now everything, everything is, is captured, you know, it's somebody, you know, and, um, you know, I have, I have friends in law enforcement that are like, man, people are so stupid. 
You know, they're like, you know, oh, no, I didn't do that. Like, well, this is it's on Snapchat right here. It's on Instagram. You put, you put it up. Oh, like, you know, <laughs> wasn't this you rolling a joint on Instagram because you wanted to show everybody, you know? Everybody then, sees it. Yeah. Everybody sees it. That's where my HR hat, my human resources hat comes on, right? Like, people are checking your social media now for to see what you're up to, right? They're searching who you are and stuff comes up. Almost all of these companies, they're, they're trying to figure out who are we really bringing in? What do they do in their time? How are they going to represent the company? Yeah. And where's, where's the line on you for that, though? It's just like, yeah, but I'm coming in to do this. Like, what does it matter that I, you know, do X, Y, and Z? You yeah. Know? Well, regardless of what I think about it, it's happening. <laughs> right? This, yeah, that's kind of where... People yeah. are going to make judgments about what yeah. you do. And so it's something I remember I was looking at a, for a job um, just to kind of check out some stuff many years ago. And um, I went through my social media and anything that, you know, I was just really careful about anything that was public. I went and made certain things private and it wasn't that, you know, I wasn't doing anything ridiculous. You know, yeah. I just thought um, I didn't want anybody to misinterpret anything. Um, and in hindsight, though, I don't know if I would do that again. Uh, you're get, this is who I am, and this is what you're getting, and I trust my judgment. I trust my value system, and so um, that's just what it is. But people are doing it for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of upsetting now with with this whole cancel culture, where it's like, oh, you said this when you were 15, or you know, it's like, yeah, I was 15, or even though I was 22. I mean, I was a fucking kid. Like I thought I was an adult, but I was a kid, you know. And and they're holding people accountable for something they did 15 years ago, you know? And it's like, it was something I did five years ago, two years ago. I'm already, you know, I've already kind of, oh man, that was stupid. Why did I do that? You know, you, you grow. That's, that's who we are with people. You know, we fuck up. That's how we learn, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, we're learning a lot though, from digging up stuff, right? We're, we're, man. I mean, I think it's making people be careful and conscious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then also making people kind of like, go more into hiding right go into like not being their authentic self and exactly. being who That's they true, think true. they need to be you know in order to to appease you know the which i don't even it, it's a it's just a loud you know um it's the loud masses or whatever you want to call it because it's, it's really not a lot of the times it's not the majority right it's just the loudest voice right and it's like it could be one person just making a lot of noise like you need to stop that. You you're doing this and that, and then you talk to the people that it's actually affecting. They're like, "We don't care. That's it's fine." You know. Yeah. But you you see the the loud minority on Twitter, and they're just you know it goes crazy and like, oh my god, this is it's like a hundred thousand people. What's a hundred thousand people? You know, that's not that many people. You know, in comparison to like how many people there are in the world. You know. Yeah, yeah. The account. I think the accountability is good. Um, yeah. People are going to go into hiding and they're going to, you know, get slick about it. But um, the accountability is is important. Like, I, I need to know that, you know, people who are saying certain things, that there's some address it. It yes, needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think well, I, I guess my 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 issue with it is is the lack of it's just very black and white. And the problem there is that there isn't a conversation and there isn't a hey, let, let's let's talk about this. Why do you feel this way? Because I, I feel this other way. It's like both sides are like, you either agree with me or you don't. Yeah. You know, and since you don't agree with me, then you're bad. And, you know, and it's like, wait, wait, like, let's, why do you feel that way? Or what, what, how did you come to this, you know, to this opinion or this consensus? 
that the way that I'm thinking is wrong or the way that you're thinking is right. You know, yeah. and I think more dialogue needs to be had. And again, with social media and everything, there's not a face to face because you could tell somebody to fuck off and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not going to get punched. And if you're face to face, yeah, I might get punched if I tell you something very offensive, you know? Oh yeah. It's a whole nother thing. But you know, it's interesting too. Um, what we, you know, I, over the last couple of years, you know, I guess you could say I canceled a couple friends, but what I like to think <laughs> of it as, you know, in my growth and in my development, some of those things that were okay with me just were not okay anymore. Right. And so, um, I get to do that too, right? Yeah. I get to own these feelings and who knows, maybe you'll reconnect at another time, but, um, that felt right and true for me, you know, disconnecting from those folks. So, yeah, and I guess that's, that's your point of boundaries too, right. To, to know, you know, what you don't, so, so they could know that what, you know, what you don't agree with or, or, you know, where, where you stand on certain things. Right. Exactly. And boundaries are, um, you know, they are, and Brene Brown talks about this, how compassionate boundaries are, right? And I, I like to say the same and how kind they are because they're kind to you and they're kind to me, right? So the fact that I'm actually sharing that something is a limit for me, right? This is, this is a boundary for me. This is a limit. When this happened, I felt that is actually a way of kind of keeping a connection because without that, cut, you're done. Right. So that's, that's the alternative. Either I let you know there's a boundary here so we can maybe stay in some contact and have some connection, mm. maintain a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Cause I've got other options. I've got other options. I can just say, I'm not even going to deal with that. But the fact that I took time to say, this is my limit. That's actually kind, right. It's kind to both of us because I don't, I also don't want you to be in a situation where, you know, you're, you're catching this fire, you know, because, um, you're crossing limits with me. And actually that's what happens. A lot of times we have all of these unspoken um, requirements, boundaries, limits. We don't share, we start collecting them, you know, and the next thing you know, something happens and then boom, they all come out. So the kindest thing I can do is actually say, it might be a little bit inconvenient. My husband and I talk about this all the time. We, none of us love kind of just stopping in the moment and saying, hold on, let's have this conversation. But I would rather do that than to collect 10 violations or 10 boundary errors that you've made. And then all of a sudden something happens and then I just erupt. Yeah. It's yeah. like, where did that come it from? It feels unfair too on, when you're on the receiving end, right? It's like, well, why didn't you mention it then? Right. You know, right. well, you know, it's like, now, you know, like it's, it, it feels, it, 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 like I said, it, it feels unfair, right? In that sense of like, I didn't know. Like you should have told yeah. me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Even if we think they should know, I err on the side of, um, let me just make sure this is clear, <laughs> you know, um, because I want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my part in communicating because it's really, it is about me. I'm, I'm, this is for my well being, right? Let me express yeah. this because I care about me. So I, I need you to know there's a limit here. I mean, if I'm completely honest, a lot of this stuff is very triggering for me in the sense of like, it it seems like selfish. It seems like, you know, like, like, no, you gotta put others first. You know what I mean? Like you're not first, you know, yeah. even though it's very, it's very, it's very clear, right? Yeah. You should, you should take care of yourself. And I think I do. I'm not, I'm not necessarily like a pushover or anything, 
but I definitely try to, you know, go out of my way for those that I care about and, and yeah. be there for them, you know, and which is not on the surface. It's not, it doesn't sound it's like a bad thing, right? It's not a, it's not like a harmful thing. It's not toxic or it's not, you know, it's not hurting anybody. And, you know, quote unquote, you can still be generous, loving, go out of your way for other people and set boundaries. Yes, and that's, that's I, I didn't. Out. Yeah. That was my fear is I didn't want to lose my generous spirit. I am a generous person. I am a very kind-hearted person. And it's just that it comes from a place of yes now, right? Yeah. Um, and it really comes from a true place of I want to do this as opposed to I feel like I, I have to or I'm just in the or habit validation of validation or something. Yeah, because yeah, I am. Go, we still get to go above and beyond for those that we love. We can do all of those things. We also need to know where our limits are, right? Um, I, I mean, I have so many, so many stories, I, too, too many stories for this evening. But yeah, we can do all of those things. And you could still be kind and loving. Yeah. And also just, it's you too. It's you're prioritizing not just the other person. You're including yourself now in that equation. So it's yeah. both of you you're taking care of. You know, you can still take care of and, and love and appreciate and be generous to other people and yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that, I mean, I don't know if, if Rudy had shared with you, but we had done a, um, I do a charity every year, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, help people like a national city or South Bay area usually. And, and there's people right down the street that need help. But I, last year, or last year, I mean, you know, I've been going through kind of my own journey as well. And I kind of sat down and said, is this a, like, is this, is this a codependency? Am I, you know what I mean? Am I, am I trying to like, you know, just trying to be like, Hey, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm a hero and blah. And it took me a bit and I did, I did really sit into it. And I said, no, you know, cause I have, I've helped. And then I, okay, that's, that's it. Cause there was other families where actually, and Rudy met the family where we were trying to help this kid out, you know, and I'm sure from a counselor perspective, because him himself, he was, you know, making himself available too to help. You know, but it's like, all right, we've done X, Y, and Z for you. You know, we can't continue to like, we were like, look, he was looking for your work and stuff like that. It's like, hey, here's, here's a, you know, here's somebody that we know over here. We'll give you a job. And yeah. then it's like, did you apply? Oh, well, you know, and then he's like, I need to fix my resume. Let me fix your resume for you. And then it's like, you know, it, you can't get too involved. And so that's where I kind of had to figure out, okay, I need to draw my boundaries and I need to figure yeah. out why exactly I'm doing this and what I want from it. And, you know, what are my true intentions, you know? Yeah. And you get to, you get to draw it and say it and share it in the way that works for you. So maybe your boundary or your limit is making sure that person's connected to somebody else or whatever. It, it doesn't have to be just a, I'm out, you know, you're on your own. That, that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't align with my value system either. You know, yeah. maybe with certain things it does, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. We get to decide what that look, looks like. And we get to decide if, you know, normally I wouldn't do this, but I'm feeling really like aligned with this, yeah. um, this decision. And I'm going to actually say yes to this right now. So we get to, we get to make those decisions. You don't have to, you know, once you start doing boundary work, you're not just showing up as this person who's hard or mean, or you could still be generous and loving and kind and helpful and all of those things um, and have it come from a really great honest place yes you know you would say oh you know what i haven't asked you the central question when was the time that you felt like a weirdo <laughs> <That's what> I, <laughs> when was the time i 
felt like a weirdo. Was it before your journey? Was it after? Was it, you know, was it during? Was it right at that switch that you're like, man, this feels, you know, having these boundaries makes me feel so weird. It makes me feel like, you know, makes me feel that people are like, hey, what's up with her? Like, she wasn't like this before, or, you know? So I felt probably, you know, I have all the right weirdness in me right now, but I, um, I felt so appropriate in this work. Like, I felt everything, but I felt more of myself in doing boundary work than I, I ever have before. And people have commented, actually, um, a couple of people that I know have reached out to me after meetings we've had, um, where I've just been able to assert and express myself in a different way and say, you've changed in a good way, in a no. really good way. It's nice to see you asserting yourself in this way. And I appreciate that because you, but you know, there's also people who aren't going to love that. I like the Aaron who was accommodating. I like the Aaron who said yes, you know, so they'll just have to fall back a little bit. But um, I often feel weird, um, you know, growing up in a, I mean, it's something I've had to heal from too, growing up as a black girl in a predominantly white area. You know, I, I always felt just kind of different, you know, and um, my family didn't really have any money and the people who were around us, we lived in the suburbs and, you know, um, we had a nice home, but, you know, we were living without electricity and all these things for months and months and months and months. Um, so I felt just weird always, like just different, you know, um, trying to navigate that. So again, in this part of my life, it is the most not weird that I have felt, but also I know I'm weird and I love that. I don't want to lose More that part. embracing, yeah. Yeah, where people like are just like, I don't quite get like you completely. That's fine. That's for that's not for you to get. Like this is for me. I get to own my weird and just be myself. I'm glad you don't understand me completely. So yeah, that's part of that's part of the process. It's part of it's part of life, right? Like if you want to yeah. know more, then you know, let, let's talk. Let's let's get to you know, let's get to know each other. Kind of you know, situation of you know, and that's kind of to my point before of like we need more dialogue, right? We need more dialogue with, with people in general. We need, you know, the, the people who feel a certain way. We, we, there's too much uh, polarities, right? It's like, and, and nobody's meeting in the middle of, let's talk about this, you know, like, why do you feel this way? We could still be friends. We could still disagree, you know, because those friends who disagree, that, that's always, right? When you have a good friend, it's because you disagreed, right? Because there was a fight or something and you got through it. So there was a boundary that was crossed or, or set, you know? Yes, yes. And then people have their limits. Like we can disagree on some stuff, but we can't disagree on these fundamental things, right? Some of those yeah. things might be deal breakers for people. But yeah, conflict um, can bring connection sometimes, right? Like we working through difficult moments can actually bring um, some connection on the other side for sure. Yeah, that was a tool that I was actually taught um, for like dating on like preferences and and deal breakers, you know, because from a people pleasing standpoint, you're like, well, you know, I can, it's fine, you know, you're trying to you're trying to just you know make it work, you know. But if you have your deal breakers, I'm like, I know that these are things that I do need, and if somebody does these things or or I don't want, if somebody does those those things, I. I have to be aware and say, man, even though this is probably a workable or so, a situation I would really want, those deal breakers are there and I either address them and they, you know, they get, they get, uh, I guess they get uh, verified like, yeah, that's, 
that's that's me that's what's gonna happen or you or you kind of you know you've worked through them you know do people ask you do people flip this back around when was the last time you felt weird oh yeah i always get asked that okay good yeah yeah no i mean i i think like again it's it's when i'm in this environment you know when we're having this conversation it feels fine right it feels it feels good to talk about these things with somebody who who understands it and is not going to make me feel weird but that's what happens that's those those are times when i go out like i said you know before we're recording of like oh i know all these things like your attachment styles and you know and and then i'll go to somebody who is nowhere near you know they're like facing any of this you know i'm like oh well you know i don't know if you know but you know you have a you know a, a schema and blah blah and you should go do this <laughs> you should or you should read this book you know it's really good like i said the four agreements are there Brene brown they're great books but to, if you hand them to somebody who's not really gonna you know digest it they can read it but they're not gonna digest it they're not gonna get the same thing so that's when i i do sometimes i feel weird you know and i'm like yeah. wait like was like i'm trying to i'm like rereading it like oh and then like you find different things right i'm like how do they not it's one of those yeah. things sometimes we want to shake somebody or you know <laughs> and like you're like how do you not see that like that's that relates exactly to what the issue you were telling me you had there's your solution you yeah. know like at least the beginning of your you know journey to, to do that and they're just like yeah no i don't really like that you know i don't yeah, feel that no. way and, I'm like, and oh that's my god that's kind of a boundary thing too, where, um, you know, when we give something to someone or, you know, whether it's advice or a gift, like that's it, it's done. Like what they choose to do with it, what they choose to get from it, if they choose to use it at all, like that's the limit, the line was- Expectations, yeah. Yeah, so I can't, I have no control over what you choose to do with it. In fact, if I'm giving something as a gift, I've, I've really had to learn to like detach from what they choose to do with it. Like I yeah. gave that to them and now it's on them, you know, how they yeah, want exactly. to use that book or now it might impact what I do next time. Right. <laughs> but you, you get to decide whether or not you want to use that book and whether or not it was valuable to you. Yeah. And if it wasn't, I, you know, I may not give you that same thing the next time or, but kind of a boundary thing where I'm not attached to the outcome after I've giving you the gift you know yeah and, and that's one thing i've definitely in the past years and i've gotten way better at it because some people can feel that expectation right it's like the same thing with like you know kind of that when you're the people pleaser i did all these things for you you should have done this it's like nobody told you to do any of it yeah. you know and you have all these expectations because you're like putting yourself in that position of like i cleaned i did it it's like well you could have told me if i would you know and it's and it's, I tr- trust me, I'm from the other side. I'm from, I'm from your side. I'm like, man, like, you know, and then you feel like you feel robbed, but it's like, you set yourself yeah. up for that. <laughs> you no, know? that's, and that's, whew, that's real. I, I, that is so real. Um, that whole cycle, watching that process play out, right. Where I've seen myself, you know, or, or others even jump in, right. Jump in and then something gets overwhelming right? And then they don't know how to ask for help and, or they're in over their head. And then next thing you know, they're, they're pissed, right? And it's, it's something that they sort of jumped in to help with. And I, I've seen that cycle play out over and over and over. And it's tough to look at. It's tough to, to go back and observe that, um, that literally I can picture a particular thing I've, I volunteered for 
help my husband with. And then I said, I was only going to help this, this much. And then the requests kept coming in, you know, for more support after, and I kept doing it. I kept doing, even after I said I wasn't, I kept doing it until guess what? I exploded. I erupted. I was just like, this is no. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a tough moment for me to kind of look back on and, um, yeah. But then when I opened that door for support, they kept, it kept coming, it kept coming, it kept coming. So, and again, in this particular situation, um, the folks could have done it on their own. It's just, I was a convenient person to provide support, you know, to offer that support. So um, sometimes there's value in saying no, people can do for themselves, right? And, and learn the process for themselves. So yeah, I've got lots of those, um, cycles that I've jumped into where again I violated my own limits and yeah. wound up very upset at someone else over yeah. my yeah. own limits. So is is there anything that I guess um I know it's very difficult right to just say like this is but what's a good place or I mean I know that for me what I and people hate the word but like resentment. It's like when that when you feel that that's usually when you should speak up, right? Is there any kind of guidance or anything that you would say that you would want to kind of kind of give people as a tool or even even a resource like like we said like the four agreements or something like that that would kind of help yeah. you get your start that journey or help you kind of you know you know one of my favorite books is um one of my favorite books is the dance of anger hmm. um I don't know that and one. it's by Harriet Lerner, and there's so much knowledge in that book, and it's about anger, it's about boundaries, it's about, you know, navigating our emotions, and just, she goes through a bunch of different real-life, um, you know, scenarios that were so relatable on boundaries with family, even, and um, what the, what anger does for us, you know, the information that it gives us, and how to navigate it, and that's one of my favorite books. Um, but, you know, I would just say that this journey is so rewarding and um, there, it, it could be challenging for some folks, right? When they start doing boundary work, but um, there are, it doesn't have to look how anybody else does it. Like you get to do this in a way that aligns for you. And I think that's where people get tripped up sometimes is they think they're supposed to be the harsh, I'm just supposed to say no. And because I can't say no, I was just actually doing a workshop um, not very long ago with, with some women. And one of the ladies was saying like, you know, she has it down over here, but there's this one relationship where, you know, her boundary, it just doesn't feel like she's doing it right kind of thing, because there's all this extra dialogue. My no isn't just accepted. It's all this yeah. other yeah. stuff. And the reality is, you know, she has a relationship with this person. And so that extra context is important about her no, right? Um, so it doesn't have to look any cookie cutter way. It has to resonate with you. Who's going to sign up for something that doesn't feel kind? Oh, I want to do that boundary work. That stuff that sounds all mean where they say no all the time. <laughs> right. We all want to sign up for that. No, none of us do. Nobody wants to do anything that's not kind. And I am not an advocate for you know, things that are not kind, but this gets to sound the way that, and feel the way that is in alignment for you. And so, because somebody else says, no, I won't be doing that. That 
may not work for me at all. In fact, I'll never set a boundary if, if I'm expected to just say, no, I won't be doing that, right? That's not my style. So this can look and work for you in your life and we can all do this work and it gets easier and it's rewarding and it's for everybody. Boundaries work is for everybody. And it's not a conversation to be honest that we can have for every, with everyone. And that's one of the reasons why I started Everyday Boundaries is because it's not, a, we can't talk about this with everyone. Some people are, you know, I guess very well boundaried and um, they don't understand people that struggle with boundaries. In fact, yeah. you feel very invalidating and, you know, you just feel silly talking about, it's tough for me to say no. So this, these conversations have to happen in the right spaces. Yeah, just, like, just, say no. just say no. Yeah, just say no. Stop thinking about it. Why do you keep thinking about that, right? Yeah. So it, it, it just, it makes you feel worse. So we need to be talking about these, having these conversations with the right folks. Um, and again, that's one of the reasons why I started my community, a place where people can come and, and know that I understand. So I, I, that would probably be a good place for for you get kind of for us to kind of wrap it up but in the yeah. sense of also you uh giving a, an overview of, of of what of what you offer or what you know the value that you could you could bring people obviously at this point people have heard a lot about about boundaries but more of like the work that they could do, could do with you what, what what does that look like or um you know kind of give us a little bit more insight into that yeah so i'm a new um business, Everyday Boundaries is new. Um, I'm not new to any of this work, yeah. but the, the business is new. And um, courses, workshops, um, again, with like, it's important to have that community piece. There's so much healing and just being seen, right? Being in a space where other people share your experiences. Because there's a question sometimes like, can I even, is it okay that I like want to take care of myself? Is it because I'm around a bunch of people who are telling me I'm selfish? right? Yeah. Is it okay that I actually express my no? And so I'm offering a community um, where we can have that dialogue. Um, there will be workshops coming this fall. Um, I'll be doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching to help people um, feel supported as they go through this journey. Um, I am going to be launching a class though, where folks can get some um, life coaching, but also work through a process start to finish where they can, sometimes we don't even know where to start with this boundaries thing, right? So that class will, will help them figure out what their starting point is going to be. But yeah, it is um, a, what I call a beautiful space and community um, in the big wide world of Instagram, um, where we can have some of that uncomfortable dialogue, feel validated um, in the space. And that's really what I'm hoping for. People feel validated and Again, my goal is to help support them through that journey because I've I've been there and I'm on it with them. Yeah, I think it's like you said. There's uh, you know for Instagram and and it's a great tool, obviously. And you have those, like you said, you have those quotes saved. You have those things that you can reference, and you you know some of the things that you want. But it it does take you know sitting down and and doing not only you know doing the work with someone like you, but also doing you know, your everyday type, like you said, the every, every day is a, you know, you're doing the work every day. So it's, it's good to also have somebody that you can go back to uh, as support. Right. And to, that has insight and that can give you more in-depth insight as opposed to, like you said, somebody that you go and like, just stop doing that. Just, oh, yeah. just say no. What, what's so wrong? You don't want to do it. Just say no. That. Yeah. Know? Yeah. 
if I would, if I could stop, I would trust me. Yeah. Right? No, I'm not choosing to be this person who's, you know, saying yes all the time. It's, it, right. If I could have stopped that, if I had a better way at the time, I would have done it differently. I didn't have a better way. I did what I, what I thought I should be doing. Yeah. yeah. Great. So again, um, just want to introduce people, how they can find you. Um, you know, if they, if they wanted even just what start a conversation with you and, you know, ask any questions that they may have. Cause I think it's, like you said, is everyone's journey is different. So I think it's good to people to open up that line, right. For people to reach out to you. Where, where, where's the best place? Is it Instagram for you or. Yeah, I'm most, I, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I'm still getting my Facebook page together to be honest, but yeah, Instagram, I'm very active on, um, most days of the week. Do you have a TikTok? Not yet. Instagram is my Everyone TikTok. keeps telling me I to get a TikTok. Reels. Everyone keeps telling me I know. To you know, I had a TikTok and I don't even remember the login or anything like that. So um, Instagram is taking a lot of my time and it's fun to do. And yeah. it's also a lot of work. So that's where you find me. Yeah. So what is that? Um, I'll put it in the, you guys, you can find the, um, your handle in the in the bio. I'll put all that information. But just yeah. so people know and they can hear it again, let them know it's, your name um, and the yeah, at Everyday Boundaries, and I'm Dr. Aaron. Um, there's another Boundaries page that's similar, but so look for the one that's Dr. Aaron. Dr. Aaron, Everyday Boundaries. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you.